face of the league. It's a phrase that came up when we were talking, and uh, you know, we were talking about Kyrie recently, and he is such an incredibly popular character. Uh, and I say character because so much of how the NBA is consumed by the people who follow it is not in the form of paying for league pass and watching, uh, you know, Grizzlies Pacers on a Wednesday night, uh, like I enjoy doing. Uh, a lot of people consume the league on the level of social media. Uh, you know, it, the NBA was a terrific vine sport. Uh, the NBA has been, as a league, uh, a lot more lenient than other sports are about allowing video of their games and video of their of game footage uh, to be kind of put anywhere on the internet. Um, and that's something that I think has engendered its popularity with younger people. And so I was curious what we think of for the state of the NBA now I don't, I also don't give a shit about all stars. Uh, you know, again, top end of the league talent. You know, those people are self evidently great. Uh, and then when you start counting up all the honorariums at the end, I don't think it necessarily gives you a great snapshot of who, like, really mattered in a year. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. There, I mean, uh, Fred Van Vliet, if he makes the all star game, that would be cool. Absolutely. Just like it was cool when yeah. Mike Conley made the all star game, but that's about yeah. it. I mean, I like watching the All Star Game, but I'm not oh, like, I don't. Yeah. like I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with the pageantry of it, you know. But it, if if you're gonna ask me like to go pick it, it's like it'll be, get picked, yeah, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I won't and, be mad. And when you have all these, <laughs> we have all these like restrictions and rules on like who counts as what position. It's like yeah. it just starts edging out people who are clearly the bigger names of what's going on in the league in a given yeah, season. Yeah. And so maybe this is kind of our substitute for uh, instead of doing an all-star uh, team, you and I went through and we, we each made lists, uh, top 15 or 20 of, of the players, ranked lists of who we think are the face of the NBA now, yeah. right? Right now. And then we went through our list and we averaged out the players we had in common to make a ranked list. And then we sorted out the others. And we're going to go through uh, our top 10 faces of the league. Number six on our list Arguably the best player on the list right this second. Arguably, it's Kevin Durant, folks. Yeah, I was kind of shocked that you had him so low. I had him three. Yeah, I have I have him remarkable. I, I actually did not have him in my top fifteen, and that is because I think that he has stepped. It, it, Obviously, he's super famous. Obviously, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer, right? But you can be so good for so long that you slip into the like the memory hole while you're still a great who's on the floor. Yeah, and I think that part of what's happened here is he was the only player, um, arguably, through the last decade that could ever lay claim to being the best player in the world. That's not LeBron James. Right? Yeah. Curry had incredible seasons. Harden had incredible seasons. And you could even say, you know, obviously one's a obvious MVP over LeBron, etc. But if you were just to pick, like, who's the greatest basketball player, right? Space Jam, you had to pick your person. Space Jam 2 is not going to be Kevin Durant. It's not Space Jam 3 is not going to be Curry. It's going to be LeBron James. Because LeBron can do everything on a basketball court at such a high level. We've never seen it. Durant is, I think, the only player who has come close to having that kind of all-around game. And I remember back... <laughs> Right before he left Oklahoma City, when they had the incredible series against the Warriors that went to seven, and it looked like the 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 the, the Thunder were about to win the series, and then Clay goes nuts in that game five was it, or game six it was right. Yeah, yeah. it could have been a closeout for the for uh, for the Thunder. Another then, Russell, Russell Westbrook classic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I it's it's the Clay Thompson game. Yeah, remember, for sure. Right? But like, Russell you know, was. Uh, but then he left the team. But people forget that through that playoffs. Kevin Durant was the best rim defender in the playoffs. 
he oh, was I mean, sliding in. He was sliding in under the basket and committing full time to covering that because Adams was having to run out to the three point line so much, right? And by the way, Stephen Adams, another of my favorite players, he's certainly one of my faces of the league. But uh, but I he but, actually but I think, is eighty uh, fifth on our. Durant could do Durant if he wanted to be a full time rim defender could be a maybe not quite Giannis like presence, but but probably could have been if he trained toward yeah. that his whole career. Uh, like he could do everything at such an incredibly high level, but never won uh, just on his own. And the fact that people decided to turn the narrative into you had to quit, you had to quit the Thunder to go to the Warriors, means that people think, uh, as the kids say, I think the phrase is "bitch made." Well, I I actually view that as an advantage though in this list because I think more people Durant the villain is more popular. Than the Durant the hero because Durant the hero is sort of boring, and so like nobody really was talking about him. I actually think that, I was talking about him, but I I mean basketball fans were talking about him, but I mean casual fans mm-hmm. with the burner account or he's he, he's tweeting other That's people. He's fucking petty. Yeah, and so there is a persona around Kevin Durant that maybe didn't exist in those Oklahoma City days, right? Whereas I think Russ was a bigger wattage star at that point than Kevin Durant was. From the casual observer, that Kevin Durant just being, like you said, all the things you said, I think, are why people want to talk about him around the water cooler, why people will question him on talk radio, all of that stuff. He may not, he's not going to give you a Twitter, you know, there's no fun Steph Curry or LeBron James. Like, even at their age, they're doing TikToks. They know how to do that. Kevin Durant's probably playing like Call of Duty. Alone and smoking a, a J. No, Ke- Kevin Durant's in the replies talking to uh, to some Warriors beat writers right now. Yeah, so it's but I do think that that is a persona that actually has probably helped his overall brand. I I, I just I really think the opposite. I think people hate the the fact like people want him to be this untouchable great god of the league. We're talking about a guy who's arguably a top ten player in NBA history. Arguably. Well, yeah, I mean... I like, he's on his way to that career, he right? Is, like, he, is, he is a top 20 player. Like, he's also. already a top 20 player in yeah, NBA yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. No question. Yeah, yeah. But he's potentially going to be the greatest scorer the game has ever seen. Yeah. Uh, he's already a multi-time champion um, and could wind up doing it for multiple franchises, which used to be, you know, an extra notch on the uh, on the MVP list uh, for the players who did that. Wasn't very common until recently. Um, but I would say that right now, he's not even the face of the Nets. I would yeah. say that there are two players who might not even be on the Nets next year who are more the face of that team. And there's something about the way that he plays. There's something about the way that he interacts with uh, the storylines around him that he just doesn't want to give that much of himself to it. He's never gone, if he wanted to just play the nice guy. I mean, he's a guy who's got tons of tattoos, but are all covered by his jersey because he promised his grandmother he wouldn't have visible tattoos. Yeah, That's very sweet. It's very nice. When they asked him what it, what, it, what they wanted his nickname to be, right? Uh, a, a gentleman I know, uh, uh, Rob Mahoney. Um, I remember when he. I will. I will credit you, Rob. I remember this. Rob is the one who nicknamed him Durantula as a rookie, right? Yeah. I remember that way back then. Durant hated that name, and they said, "Well, what would you want to be called?" He said, "The Servant." Because he serves God. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. so wholesome. Like he really well, is that he fucking turned, party. If he just became... but if he just leaned into that and was like the nice Christian no, boy. No, nobody liked that. Could, this uh, is fun. I'm saying he could be I'm incredibly popular. Anyway, so for me, for me, well, I look he's at he's still in the top ten. We're still we're still here. He made your team be yeah, you pushed him in the top ten. Good job. Yep. 
<laughs> number five. I'm right, by the way. Kevin Durant is a if top If you were right, then why is number five his fucking teammate Kyrie Irving? But because they're He's all not the even the face team. of the Nets. Durant's not even the face of the Nets. We're talking about the sec, the first, the tie, the co-runner with the Lakers that that's all the media talks about is the Nets and the Lakers. So it's like, yeah, these are all the faces of the league. You know, like they're all sort of just like, you know, like it is amazing. The guy who is amazing for not having any wattage even in a situation where you should have wattage as ad but these other five guys they're all anybody talks about you know like just straight up oh yeah I, and the yeah. warriors i mean those are the three teams that people talk about the fact that Kyrie could drive so much attention by not playing i don't know that there's a lot of other players that would have gotten that I mean, maybe certainly the superstars above him on this list, yes. Yeah. But like, but if say, uh, but let's say, um, you know, if um, who's who'd be a good example on here that didn't quite make, I don't know, Vamp. Oh, I mean, so there's a ton of examples. I mean, if if Devin Booker, did Devin it, Booker's the yeah, one I was about to say. Yeah, if yeah, Devin yeah. Booker didn't do it, people would be like, oh well, he's not, he's really he really is an Arizonan now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, somebody. Like, I mean, the guy who didn't get he did get the vaccine mid season. But Bradley Beal mm-hmm. didn't have the vaccine at the beginning of the season. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins was about to sit out from the Warriors because of his non-vax status. Yeah. But that wasn't even a giant story. I mean, that was a story because of the ramifications. What I'm saying is Beal's a better example because they're just closer. Yeah. Beal's, Beal's a bigger star. Yeah, a bigger star. I think that the Beal thing, A, he would have caved because he did. So he, he caved without any pressure to not play games. So he would have done that quicker. And I just think that he wouldn't have liked the attention. And there's something about Kyrie where he loves it. Oh, yeah, he does. He loves being in that situation, being in a combative situation. He loves being like... I mean, I always think about like... Um, there are... You know, that I don't know why Marvin Gaye is coming to mind, but Marvin Gaye would have all these sort of like... I did cocaine on a boat and then, you know, you know, he wanted people to kind of know that, that he was tortured. Like it to him, like being a tortured artist meant more, you know, like, it, oh, I'm, I'm so tortured. You know, it's like Kyrie, he loves it. He loves that fact that like and and people can't get enough of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and people and, and then you add to that. And I think we're getting a lot of these guys on this list except for three out of the top five guys are smaller guys. And I think for two of them, part of their appeal is, oh, I could play. He, I can't do what LeBron can do. I can't do what Giannis no, can yeah. do. But, I, can, I can't be seven feet tall. Yeah, like, but Kyrie, Kyrie is like when I'm playing with my boys and I'm going to the hole, you yeah. know, in the street game. And, so, and he just has the, some of the best, prettiest moves. In the world, and also he was a sidekick to LeBron, so that wattage put him even yeah, right next to the most famous player of all yeah. time. Yeah, and so there's you add all this into this amalgam. <laughs> you know, he's got the he's got a great street ball game. He's got like you add it all together, and you just get somebody that nobody can turn their eyes away from. Absolutely, if he's winning, if he's failing, it yeah. doesn't really matter. Hundred you know? percent. I will also say that like media wise, he's the Joe Rogan of the NBA. Yeah, by which I mean. <laughs> If I was as dumb as Joe Rogan, I would be ashamed to be talking on microphone about shit all that I know nothing about all the time, as yeah, much as he is, yeah. right? But there is this shamelessness and this like uh, this sense of like 
I'm the one who really knows what's going on because my mind is open, you know? So I want to have these conversations, bro. I want to hear, really? What do you think about that? What do I think? Well, you know, I think that, you know, hey, I'm not against vaccines. I'm against vaccine mandates. Like, to the brain that thinks that's a coherent, like, position to have, yeah. you should be embarrassed to say that out loud. It's so dumb. But you're not. Because you are talented at the thing that you do, and you're very popular and famous for it. And the fact that you the fact that you are this person makes people like you more. Yeah. People like Kyrie Irving. Like, Kyrie Irving's the kind of player where, where I don't think other players could have done this. He can say, like, he doesn't believe the world is round. And he'll get, like, people on social media to be like, well, maybe I'll check out some of his flat earth stuff. Well, I do. I mean, I will say that and, it, and the a next player is the opposite of this and popular for the opposite reason. But when when people will talk, I've heard it so many times, people will start talking and they'll be like, it is stupid. They'll say everything they'll say. And they'll go, man, but his game is beautiful. Yeah. Like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's it's a, he's got the best handle. You know, they'll just start talking about it. And there's this like love of it's almost like it's almost like buying a car that literally you have to take to the shop every week and you cannot you never get to drive it but it's in your driveway it looks amazing that's true yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah. that for a lot of fans I think they just they default to forgiving Kyrie because he just his game is beautiful yeah. and they just they want to watch him play you know and I think there is a thing to that of like you know maybe besides our top two guys. He has the game that everybody just, they just want to watch him, you know? So that, I think that's part of it. That's a great point. Uh, you brought up Marvin Gaye. Can I ask, favorite Marvin Gaye record? My favorite Marvin Gaye record. Wow, that is putting me on the spot. Um, I think it's Let's Get It On. Yeah, Let's Get It On is an amazing record. Ugh. Let's Get It On is also an amazing record when I say all the words. Totally agree. Uh, love it. Obviously, what's going on is amazing. Personal favorite for me, Hear My Dear. Uh, Hear My Dear is one of the most amazing records. I, I mean, I wanted to say Hear My Dear. I can't... Like, what's get uh, what's going on and Let's Get It On are so... You know, it's just, it's just, they're, they're, it's just they're, they're, they're monolithic in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also arguably best as a singles artist. Like, yeah. I mean, like if you just go back or like, or his record with Tammy Tyrell, like if he just did that yeah. record, he'd still be an icon. He'd still be a legend. But for those who don't know, I just love the story of Here My Dear, which is uh, that he had been married to Barry Gordy's uh, sister. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of a marriage of convenience. Like, it, like he, there's a lot of talk that like he married Barry Gordy's sister, like to raise his profile in the Barry Gordy songwriter. <laughs> yeah, stable, yeah. Right. And it fucking worked because he was at all the family di- family dinners. Um, but that when they divorced, uh, the judge awarded as part of the deal, like part of the divorce settlement, a hundred percent of the proceeds of your next album, Marvin, go to and I'm forgetting her name, um, uh, Gordy's sister. And he initially set out to make just fart into a microphone and just make, he was like, uh, he, he, he sat down and he was just going to record the first garbage that came to his brain yeah. and make the classic contractually obligated terrible record, right? But that Marvin Gaye, especially at that point, I think it was 1978, he was like writing it. Yeah, I mean, it's right after these records. He's, right after he's these at great, such great the peak of his powers yeah. and is so allergic to the idea of trying to make something bad that he ends up instead making this like 
really emotionally honest, uh, anguished record about, you know, love falling apart, which which is the only thing like that in his catalog. Yeah, well, I would also say, like, like it does sound bizarre. Like, to the listener in 1978, it is very bizarre to listen to that record. It sounds like an 80s album. It sounds, honestly, it sounds like an... It sounds like a 2010s album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it sounds like these very confessional, either Kanye or Taylor Swift or Beyonce, all these records that happened last decade that were pop stars. It's his like, lemonade. Yeah, it was like, it, 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 and like, I would, I would say people should listen to it because it is, it's just so much different than you would expect any artist in that era, yeah, to make that record, yeah, especially after he's doing, uh, you know, got to give it up and like seventies R and B party jams, yeah, yeah, to do to do these more like spaced out, uh, you know, uh, electronic kind of backing uh, tracks, uh, and yeah, def- def- definitely, I think, kind of uh, looked ahead to what eighties R and B was going to be, and uh, that's why he's he's genius. R I P Marvin Gaye. Uh, he is two hundred and fifty six face of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, also, just, just ahead of the uh, the Zeller brothers. Sorry, I was just thinking about how he died. And that's also very very sad. Um, um, let's 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 uh, get into. We're in the top five, guys. That final five is Kyrie. Number four, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. So, uh, how long did it take you to be able to say his last name? Just just, just uh, still happening, time? Brendan. Really, still you can't do it. Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I did it. I, I, I <laughs> hey. Duncan will tell you. Duncan and I were sitting uh, sitting uh, before a show at a bar, and uh, the uh, the uh, Bucks were playing. This is the season before he won the MVP, and I said, "Duncan, who is from Milwaukee, and Duncan is a fair weather Milwaukee sports fan. Yeah, um, he has others of rooting interests, but the Milwaukee teams he roots for when they're good, because people back home get excited, right? Yeah. yeah. I told him, like, Duncan, this is the guy. You're going to have to learn how to say Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. And I just want to say, I was ahead of that. I, 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 there was a year before he won the MVP. I was like, that guy's an MVP. He's great. Obviously, he was already great. But Anthony Kumpo. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean... Nicest, most liked player on this list? Probably, yeah. H- him and Clay, right? They're, they're, the, they're the happiest Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not a lot. And I don't think Giannis even has what Clay has, which is this weird personality. He's just a normal, happy kid who is really great at basketball and is trying to help his family. Yeah. And there's, it's really unimpeachable. You know, you always wonder about this, but he's already been in the league. What what was he on eight or nine years at this point? Um, Yeah. There's no phoniness to it. Like there was to Durant. No offense to Durant. Please don't burn or account me. (laughs) Uh, But like, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where, you look up and you go, oh, crap. This is a weird season because we talk about top 10. I would say that Giannis has more of a chance to be in the top 10 than Kevin Durant does. Because there is a, there's a way that this breaks. Yeah. That a lot, of the guy, a lot of his rivals are way older than him. And he's just running roughshod over the league for a little while. Yeah, you know? he, he's the guy on this list that's most likely to ascend to the LeBron-Jordan levels i guess maybe curry because he can shoot forever right so he so he made his rack of every number right yeah but but just somebody who is already such an outsized presence in in the in the the broader narrative of the league and we wouldn't be necessarily saying all this if they didn't win the title coming off of you know back oh, for, to back sure, for sure for sure for uh, sure i mean he didn't people people are gonna forget but people are going to forget he was not the mvp of the season that they won 
Even though he obviously had a yeah. case for it, but they don't vote for the same guy three times in a row unless they're winning championships that whole time. Yeah. So I think that with Giannis, there is something about him that's so incredibly likable. And I mentioned earlier, like, I think some of that was that that paternalistic American thing of, like, we like immigrants who like us, right? Yeah. And there's the, the story of, like, you know, oh, I love smoothies. Have you tried smoothies? I think my favorite story was he was in the league for a couple of years. I think maybe he just made an all-star game. Uh, and in the offseason, he told, like, a, a Bucks PR person, like, hey, you should come to the barbecue I'm going to put on. And they're like, oh, cool, you're having a barbecue? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put a, a full-page ad in the paper uh, that says everyone can come to Giannis's barbecue. And we'll do it at, like, a we'll, – and we'll do it, we'll do it, you know, uh, we'll have enough uh, hot dogs for everybody. And they're like, yeah, Giannis, uh, where are you going to do that? He's like, I don't know, like, like my house has a huge yard. Yeah, <laughs> but he's yeah. like, yeah, Giannis, you can't do that. He's like – no, no, I'll buy all the food. <laughs> and it was, it was like, I, I think that the story, I remember reading that, uh, and like the, the, his command of English wasn't as strong quite yet, yeah, right? Yeah. And, but like, but there's something so, so innocent and nice about that. And that's the kind of naivete that we like to project onto immigrants, right? Yeah. Who, who come to the U.S. and are the success stories that we like to talk about, uh, and not the, the vast majority of people who get ground into, you know, an untimely death in a fucking slaughterhouse or get, you know, sexually harassed in hotels or whatever. Um, you know, those are the jobs that most people get. So I think there, there was something about that. But I think that as he has come into his own more as a, as a, as a grown man, um, there's a fundamental decency that radiates from that guy. Uh, when you hear him talk about when it was, you know, in the protest summer, when you hear him uh, articulate, you know, his thoughts like George Hill was the one who said, I don't want to play tonight. And Giannis, the guy who has everything to lose, was the first one to just be like, to be like, no, I'm 100% with George. And then the whole team follows. Yeah. And then the rest of the fucking league follows. Yeah. So credit to George Hill. But you can say I'm not going to play if you're George Hill. You might not have played that night anyway. Yeah, you know I mean, I, mean, I like, think the stakes like, for Giannis are like this being in the NBA matters and playing matters and winning matters, but the fame elements don't matter to him as much because he was starving in Greece and yeah. like, you know, malnourished. I mean, he, he just isn't the level that he came from is just, it's just such a different thing. So I, I think. Every yeah. player talks about like you know oh you know just got the platitude version of that is the is is the the, the NFL quarterback is just like yeah you know just got to get out there and you know keep doing the right things keep playing for the keep playing for your teammates and you know just just uh, you know keep working hard etc. When Giannis talks about those things, there's there's just something that rings true in his experience when he says like nobody has ever taken this less for granted than me. Yeah, you know, and I think I think that people get that from him in a way that that um you know he doesn't have to be the 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 cute goofy kid who's like so excited to have smoothies he doesn't have to be a nice guy all the time like yeah you know he can throw hard fouls and stuff but but there is something about him that i think that people gravitate toward as a human being in a way that is fairly unique out of everybody on this list and i think the other thing the last thing i want to say about the i, I want to say about Giannis is just what you were saying about durant and curry they're going to be hurt in my and from people like me and other people on this list. In my opinion, when you look back, and if Giannis wins these titles, he's just going to win them. With no offense, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, yeah, and those are really good players, but those are players that will only get into the Hall of Fame if the Bucks win three or four titles. So finish the sentence. The Giannis Championship Bucks is the weakest supporting cast around a superstar to win a title since what team? Oh, the Mavericks. 
Mavericks 2011. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks are better than the Mavericks. I mean, the second best player on the Mavericks, I love you, uh, Jason Terry, but <laughs> I mean, that's the second best player on the Magic. Yeah, Mavericks, right, right. a, a, a six man, basically. You are right because I forgot them. I was going to say the 2010 Lakers. Yeah, I mean, that, those two teams, I mean, I the least, and I'm not saying this because it's the Lakers and the Celtics, but the least enjoyable finals I have ever watched is that second. The first one was great. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, you guys the first, lost the first Lakers Celtics, but were, the talent were, were, were blown out in game. Yeah, five. but the talent level was still there. Yeah, yeah. The tenth, the, you both were just like, we are not going to be good anymore after this. Well, that game and seven, it's a rock fight. That's kind of why I, that the, the only reason that 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 I actually would you're 100 percent correct, but I disagree with you in terms of watchability, just because it was so clear. It was game seven to be that ugly, and for those guys. Uh, uh, Garnett having basically nothing left in the tank. Like yeah. I mean, there was there was that they got to the finals. They got to Game Seven of the finals, yeah. and then they what they traded him uh, a season and a half later. Uh, in the, uh, the the Celtics had to get off all those players to the Nets, and he was just never anywhere near that player again. So there was just something about like seeing like kind of. We didn't know it was like the end of Garnett's like relevancy as a superstar. It felt like that to me, but it did kind of feel like that. that. Paul Pierce, for all of them, yeah. Paul Paul, Paul Pierce was already kind of on the backslide, and that's why y'all won. Well, yeah, because Gasol was the only one that had any left in that tank. Yes, Odom was also good in the game. Um, Also, uh, Kobe had eleven rebounds, so you know Kobe had eleven rebounds. It wasn't. It wasn't like this is my defense of Jalen Green as rookie of the year. It wasn't. Jalen Green's getting a lot of rebounds. That's how that sounds to me. Um, Banners fly forever, my friend. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I but, remember watching that series, and the Celtics were up 3-2. And the, and the interviewer asked Paul Pierce, uh, are you guys going to win in game six? And Paul Pierce just looked like the most tired man on earth, and he just goes, we have to. <laughs> like, you would say, like, you know. Everybody looked so tired. Yeah. That, so the fact that it was such a rock fight game seven, there was something compelling about it. Here's, here's the thing, and I'm just saying this is not a coastal elite like you. And I'm not a Spurs fan. I'm not a Detroit Pistons fan. They played You're a, literally from the coast. <laughs> the Gulf Coast. Yeah. The Gold Coast. Uh, I That series, that Spurs-Pistons series, which went to seven games, people... Hated that they said all this horrible. That series is great. If you watch, go back and watch that series. Great series. Mm-hmm. Two teams at the top of their level. Oh, absolutely. Playing yeah. each other. Going uh, spring twenty. It's the one after the yeah, Pistons spring, broke beat the Lakers. Spring two thousand three. No, it'd be two thousand five. So you guys lost right. yeah, the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then of course, the other of course, thing. Right. Yeah, five. Uh, that's a great series. So a lot of this has to do, but we're digressing. But but yeah. But Giannis's Bucks win is probably the weakest supporting cast yeah. member that anyone's had in ten years. Yeah. And it's kind of insane when you like then say you say that and then you go, did they get better since last year? Well, that's the weird thing about because I don't know if they did. Yeah, but, we should. But they're probably going to win the fucking title again. This yeah. Year. Well, let, that let, again. Let's say that one because we're getting to the point. If we get past All Star break, it's such a weird season. This season is. Maybe weirder than it's as weird as the bubble season. I'll just keep saying it because I still look good from it right now. I'll probably look bad later, but my pick preseason was Bucks over Warriors. Who'd you pick to win? I picked the Bucks. Bucks over Warriors. Oh, wow. in the in the finals. Okay. I yeah. think that's a. I picked a Bucks repeat. That's a good. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, and, and, and of course the big option better than my pick. Nets over Lakers. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah. Saying good. that as someone who who went through the Russell Westbrook experience and was done with him three years ago, I think. I, I mean, 
I, it, it says more of my fake opinions about AD than it does about. I actually think AD is a great player, and I obviously he think absolutely is a great. Yeah, player. so I just I didn't. Know, I yeah. I mean, it's also I couldn't pick anyone else. That's Number three face of the league. Here we go. Your favorite player of all time. No, that's not true. <laughs> the greatest Houston Rockets player. That's definitely not true. <laughs> it's James Harden, everybody. Yeah, James Harden. I mean, the number one, as Billy Eilash would say, uh, the number one villain, he's the bad guy. <laughs> what, what's crazy to me is, you know, I'm joking, uh, your favorite player or the greatest Rocket, there is a generation of, of people for whom they are going to always think that James Harden is the greatest Rocket now. There's a generation of people oh, who watched sure. the Rockets in the last oh, 10 for years sure, yeah. who were too young to have seen Elijah one. I will say that, I will say Harden... Um, he is not the greatest Houston sports figure. Olajuwon is because he won championships. Um, oh, you said it all the way to Houston sports figures. But it's what him, Warren Moon, <laughs> but no, him and Craig Biggio, Biggio, and, oh, and Altuve, and Altuve. I guess I have a baseball team. And Altuve, the probably Altuve wins this because they actually won. But Asterisk. but the thing, see, this is the thing about Houston. They fucking love that shit. They love oh, that there's an asterisk. Yeah. They they have a chip on their shoulder, much like the south side of Chicago, much like Queens, like wherever you're, you know, like whatever your like bad neighborhood. So in the state of Texas, Dallas is Manhattan. It's LA, you know, it is it is whatever north side of Chicago, and Houston is the underdog. You know, you know they don't have the Cowboys, all that stuff. So all this stuff of like. Harden is a dirty, you know, a dirty player. The Astros are cheating. Houston people eat that shit up. I'm not a Houston. I I grew up near Houston, but in Houston, but people who actually live in Houston, that is part of their persona. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, because, so, because, because because people of Houston are so like it is now the third largest city in America, right? It's yeah. overtaken Chicago. Yeah, they keep going and, back and forth. And the yeah. Chicago Midwesterners, they don't. They don't really care. Like, we're Midwesterners. You can ignore us. It's fine, right? But people in fucking Houston got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder that they're not talked about well, Chicago as one of the great has, metropolises of America. Yeah, Chicago has a different chip, which is people in Chicago don't view any other city but New York. As being a, a city. city. Yeah. Like, my grandpa is... They're right. They're right. B- yeah. Bourdain said that. Yeah. They are correct in terms yeah. of what we think of as a city. Yeah. My grandfather used to say, L.A. is a giant neighborhood. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he would say. La La is a giant conglomeration of hundreds of giant neighborhoods. Yeah, and he was just he was just yeah. like he's like that's not a city. So I think Chicago has a different chip and it's a national chip. Houston has this sort of like we don't even belong here, like we don't even belong in the building, right? Like Chicago's in the building in the penthouse, and they don't like the room is slightly smaller than La's room. Uh-huh. Houston is outside of that building on the street. Punching someone in the face because they are not in the building. And so, like, that sort of thing just says to me, besides maybe Altuve, because he represents this team that got caught cheating when the Red Sox were doing literally the same thing. Oh, I and, know. and the Dodgers. We're not, we're not getting into it. And, and the Dodgers literally lost all their home games. We'll talk about it. Look, I'm, I'm pro Astros in this. And but, I say this as an Angels fan because I feel like if you're the thing they're accused of doing is stealing signals that are in plain view of everybody. Fucking make better signals! But, but Cover but, your goddamn mouth! So I may be wrong with the new generation. It may be Altuve. But there, it's hard to imagine a player more suited for a city than James Harden was for Houston. Like, just <laughs> the sort of 
coming up short. Everyone hates him that doesn't live in the transcendently city. effective. Transcendently, but everyone effective. wants to nitpick for the style of play yeah. Yeah. and the, the 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 favorable calls of, of of moving his arms when driving the lane yeah. or the percentage of threes he takes. Right, uh, even though the numbers say do that, the fact that he the entire offense is built around him, exactly how it is around Curry in a Golden State, but for some reason it gets held against uh, Harden in a way that it doesn't get held against LeBron. So, yeah, and so, I mean, even his nickname is the same thing. It is annoying and Does weird. Does James Harden have a nickname? The Beard. Oh, well, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's so ubiquitous, you don't even know it. I don't call him that because I will still always think of Marin Davis as having the best NBA beard. Well, that's fine. He was the Beard. But, but if you think about these Oklahoma City players, who are you fuck Mary killing in this? The Beard, Brody, or The Servant? I'm just going to let you pick the nickname you would choose out of this three. Again, you can Pretty think. Bad. Yeah, you can think. You can think the beard is corny, but it's super highly effective. He's sold a lot of jerseys because of it. He's on the the beard is just there. Yeah. So he has. It rhymes with fear. They yeah. can put it on t-shirts. So it's just like he is ubiquitous in a way that people don't like, and it's what's weird about him is I don't know that he'll ever turn. Like I don't know that he'll ever, like, even if he wins a championship. People just hate him, you know, and I don't, I don't really, he's a transcendent offensive player. Honestly, he, he, there's a lot of dudes in the league that have huge contracts because of James Harden and what, you know, the Brooklyn thing made everyone in Houston nuts because they're like, Harden's such a great passer. He's so unselfish. Well, he was literally doing that in Houston for years. Yeah. He led the league in assists one year. So it's like. I think Very it, high in assist rate and percentage and, yeah. Yeah. and efficiency and all those things. So I, I think it's like people want to talk about that. It's, it's like he is the villain. And there's and it, I don't know. It's funny because Chris Paul did come back from it. So you're, you're like, well, maybe there is a, a story. But I, par- I partially feel that Chris Paul came back from it because he left Harden and then had that weird Oklahoma City season where he looked great. Uh, so like I think it's it was even like ha he's getting hardened yeah we hate hardened we kind of like this Chris Paul guy now so I I think it's like it's it's sort of amazing but again it's like Houston fans Houston fans ingested a little bit of the poison every night to the point where they were no longer affected by the poison at all and the poison that makes everybody hate James Harden are his two signature moves being things that are unfun to watch in basketball. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have fun watching James Harden. Obviously, I have seen James Harden hit game winners. I've seen great James Harden. I mean, like, he's an incredible player. I'm not saying this is me. But if you do, if you say you don't understand why people hate him, right, his two signature plays are were barreling into the lane and then stretching his arms out but death-gripping the ball to get fouled and go to the free throw line. People hate watching free throws. That's one. Number two, he became the face of the jump into a guy while you are in the air taking a three to try to make any contact because the rule technically said it's the thing that they had to adjust. No, this I, year. I, I totally so, get. And I so, totally and get so all that. because and so because people hate watching those things, the fact that he then became like the face of analytics in basketball for a minute there, the fact that he was the favorite of Daryl Morey, the guy who literally got famous by going to the Sloan Analytic Conference and doing podcasts, like he became the face on the dartboard for most fans who were like, then fuck this like. 
Everything's about number shit. This sucks. I don't want to watch this. And it shouldn't be rewarded. I'm yeah. not saying that's my position. I'm telling you that is the position. No, I know. I hater. believe. And what believe it all me, adds up to, that that incredible run of, I would say, dominant success. He was one of the most dominant players uh, in terms of imposing his will, his ability to score, simply dictating the flow of every game that he was in uh, of his era. I think he's one of the most dominant players in that respect. Um, the fact that he's the, the fact that he changes teams, all of this shit means he drives more search traffic and media and social media. He drives more interest. He also in, likes in to party. Yeah, absolutely, he, <laughs> he drives more interest party. than anybody that's not the top two players. Yeah. So like. So, but, so we should say, this was a consensus top three. Yeah. We, we had the same top three, yeah. and we both had it at number three for a Yeah, reason. yeah. And I I think it's like, as we're talking about this, I think Giannis, obviously, because he is from Europe, has appeal. But when I'm listening over there, they know three players that are Americans, and Harden's one of the three players. And you know who the two other players mm-hmm. are. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's like, that, that just tells you that there's something that transcends... Love him, hate him, whatever it is. Like, it's hard to... I think those people who said they didn't like watching him were watching him. I think people were tuning in. If you looked at the ratings, people watched Rockets mm-hmm. games. Yeah. I think they were hate... Maybe they were hate watching him. Yeah, a lot of them were. But but it's just like... Also, he was going deep in the playoffs. Yeah, like, but, it, but it's... Well, like, and then there were there were the, the playoff travails, right? The, 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 the epic collapses, like, those were operatic in sweep of the the rise and fall of the fortunes of the well, team. Well, I will just say this uh, about that. Those two years where they actually had a chance, there was a guy who was on our list too who got injured and in another in another season, the second season, he was literally out of shape. And I know that he became a vegan after he left our team, but it wasn't James Harden. That was losing those games and those close men. And also, you know, to me, like, you were talking about, you know, championship teams, the quality of talent, right? That Rockets team that lost to the Golden State Warriors are better than my beloved team that won two finals. And they were the second best team that year. And they would have been in the finals but for the Eastern and Western Conference and the stupid... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, well, yeah, I, I don't think they... Honestly, I, I, I still think that the Warriors were not even really trying that hard until they got to get seven games. And when it was, and when they had to put the... I think the Warriors were way better. Well, yeah, than I mean, again, it's like... So, yeah, so but yeah, here's so, yeah the they could have made that. the finals, but they weren't going to win a championship. But here's the thing about it. Kevin Durant, we just said, he's probably going to... He's definitely a top 20 player right now. He's going to be maybe a top 10 player. Curry... Is probably twenty three or twenty four on this li- on the list twenty five top twenty five player, probably top twenty player. James Harden and Chris Paul are in the thirties. You go to the third player; it's our, my boy, probably Eric Gordon is the third best Rockets player on that team. Clay Thompson is the third best player on the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. The fourth best player, Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah. Yeah. Draymond Green right. is the fourth. So yeah. how, did, how did we get here? Because Harden's fucking transcendent. Yeah, because of course they beat us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course they beat us. Like, of course. Yeah. Like, so... I'm saying, you're the one who wants a nitpick fantasy of them making the finals. Well, they would have totally beat that Cleveland team. Oh, that's fine. That Cleveland that's team fine. would have been good. That's fine. And then, get, then they would have lost the finals. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I'm just like, 
I also I got a finals it. taken away from me, and I'm I mad about it. it. I also <laughs> <laughs> a that literally only could have happened if... If the league worked like it should. Are we in agreement? Top 16 seeds, seed them by record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we just had a regular thing, and that that Cleveland team would have been the fifth or sixth team. Refresh my memory. Was was Chris Paul on the Rockets team uh, when Harden had to get sat and Josh Smith and... uh, No, that was was Dwight Howard and Josh Smith. Okay, couldn't remember remember the, uh, the eras, but I'm saying... There's really no other player, certainly not above Harden on this list, but even around Harden on this list, who have had such great seasons and then had like really bad flameouts where he winds up, you know, on I the bench saw, I, on the bench for a comeback like that. Well, on the bench for sure, but I on this top ten, there are guys who had total meltdowns. Well, and there are guys who could have made this list, like Kawhi Leonard. Well, well Chris Paul had total, I, Chris Paul had total meltdowns in the playoffs. He threw oh, the ball absolutely. away. I. You know, part of my Tony Parker case is watching Tony Parker eat Chris Paul alive in some of those series. And people can have revisionist history, but you can go look at the number. Go, go, do yourself a favor. Go to Basketball Reference. Look at those series. No, I'm, I'm just remembering Paul hitting a shot on a gimpy hamstring over. Well, that was Parker a, that to, was to that series. that was that first that was that that was after the Clippers were. I'm talking about the prime Clippers when they were going up against the Spurs uh-huh. and the prime Spurs. Yeah, before. Tony Parker hurt his hamstring. I just feel like a, you know? We got to wrap this up. There are two players at the top, and we had an unbreakable. I want to defend the Mavericks. We had an unbreakable (laughs) top. And uh, I I, I really don't know what the case is for your number one. The, the, The top two players are, of course, Stephen Curry and LeBron James, LeBron James and Stephen Curry. And I feel like it is an obvious number one, an obvious number two, and then everybody else is way below those two. I think that if you talk to people who are under 30, Stephen Curry is the biggest basketball player. I think if you talk to a random sampling of one million people taken from around the planet, LeBron James is the most famous basketball player alive. Like, he's the face of the league to the world in a way that Curry still is not. Curry's popularity is American. When you're talking about your fucking, oh yeah, like, I, I remember, I don't know why people decided, like, oh yeah, he's like a college roommate. What are the roommate. numbers? Uh, yeah. He's like a college roommate. He's like a guy you'd play pickup with at your dorm. Like, you know most of the world doesn't go to fucking college, right? Most of the world doesn't have oh, that frame of reference no, for all I these players. Get that. Most I... of the world is not blown away by someone shooting three-pointers. The world is blown away by the most famous athlete since Jordan, or one of them, right? I don't know if there's any, many more, right? Who has literally made the face of the league for the world. I, for the last I, I for this think, entire century. I think that I just looked at it a little differently. Because I I am like I really think that you have to be winning now. And I just don't think the Lakers are gonna be a final four team. I this. think that the fact that the Lakers can be a team that is on the precipice of the play in, by the way, crazy that they're still the eights that they're still technically the eighth seed, but that is in the play in, right? Um, the fact that they can be in all this and they are Always still going to be on national TV. LeBron is still the most followed, most tracked player in the league. Oh, for sure. That everyone is every every story about the players is oriented around LeBron. So the story of Westbrook, right, comes down to LeBron and AD want that guy. Well, that's LeBron wants that guy, right? I and, mean, and I think this, and, and, yeah. and, the, and the to the extent to which Westbrook is considered an albatross on the team or whatever is the extent to which people want to hold that against the lead GM. Argument, the, the you know people want to hate on that or whatever. Well, I mean, come out. The report has come out that he did it. So yeah. No, no, of course. I, but but uh, 
But again, we've said this before. You're an idiot if you do not do the thing that that, you're, that LeBron oh, wants course. you to do yeah, if you yeah. run that team because he's so transcendently great. He's clearly a better player than Curry. Not right now. I don't know how you can say he's not. He's Curry's going to win the MVP this year, probably. Curry is going to win the MVP. That's right. Yeah. Does it make him the best player? I mean, he's better than LeBron. He wasn't the best player when he won the MVP over LeBron previously. LeBron James, at 37 years old, he's, is you're still right about that. a transcendently incredible I'm not player. I'm disagreeing with you. And he is the only player in the top two who is a living legend playing relevant playoff-level basketball. Like, playing, by the way, if you look at LeBron's numbers Curry, right now... All these guys, a lot you of guys LeBron, on this list are he's living the only, legends. No, no, he's, but he's the only one who has claimed to being... Perhaps the greatest player to ever play. He's still doing it. And everyone's waiting for the post-prime LeBron. Guess what? He's still fucking great. He's not the same athlete that he was. But if you look at his numbers right now, he's playing some of the best offensive basketball of his career. In the past his scoring, six his assist weeks, rates. For the whole season. He missed most of the season till now. Well, that's an he issue. missed 20 games. That's a problem. I know, but I'm saying. <laughs> he I'm missed saying, 20 games. It's a problem. Okay, again, I don't know how you can possibly look at the grand body of work and what LeBron represents to basketball. And he's not hes not on his way out of the league. He's not in danger of I, not being an all-star. I mean, I, I, he's the face of the NBA. <laughs> the guy. I, it's funny because I've been trying to say more that. Than, more than Michael Jordan. Everyone I, still thinks of him with the fucking Hitler mustache from the Haynes commercials. Nobody wants that face anymore. <laughs> Man. I can't wait till Curry joins the Lakers and you have a, vor- a voracious defense of him. Curry but, is the, the only person who's, who could be number two. And they're way above everybody well, else. I, I was, been, I, I, I'm acknowledging everything about the Curry. I've been trying to say this for a little bit. Please do. But I agree. With, I think I agree with you. I think you're right. I think I was just thinking about it in a way of like this season, not in a grand scope of like, of course, in their whole careers and in the whole sort of grand scope of it, LeBron is the face of the league. But I was sort of trying to take a snapshot of right now and also of the last couple of months of the season which LeBron James may not be involved in at all. Yeah. So I think that that was my thinking. I think that you sold me on the international part, which I think is what puts LeBron, even if he's not playing, over the top. Because I can imagine, you know, if the Lakers do flame out, I'm not saying they're going to, but like if they do flame out, there will still be a lot of talk about well, what's LeBron going to do? What is this going to be? I mean, that you know, you can just imagine if somehow the Jazz and the Suns get to the Western Conference Finals, they're going to want to talk about anything that isn't the Jazz and the right. Suns. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, so, so I totally, I think you're right. I was, I think, thinking about this in a different way. And I think the way you're thinking about it is more correct. Well, you're right about MVP. If the point of the ranking was I do to not think, the best season do, yeah. and is most popular right now, then I think I think Curry, it's Curry and Giannis at one and two, right? Yeah, I I do think you're. I think on who's the best player right now this season. I think you're wrong right now, but I think you could be right at the end of the season if LeBron keeps playing like this. I you know I don't think it's like that far away, but I would give them. I would probably put Curry at three, and I'd probably put you know Durant's hurt. So I probably put Durant and Giannis in some order of one and two, in my opinion. You know, I don't even know a Jokic was up there. This probably puts LeBron. This run puts LeBron over him, and he's probably going to pass some of these guys in the lane. You know, in the in the in the speed lane here. But like, I think it's just this is a season where it's closer. 
I mean, if you, you know, I think that I was definitely a guy, even when he had that season, the first season with the Lakers where he was hurt, where I was like, LeBron's still the best player. You know, like, I think you're totally right about the MVPs, Curry. LeBron has been the best player. There was, you're right, that one Durant season where you're like, ah, eh, maybe. You know, you're. He's the only way I could challenge the. Yeah, the yeah. You were just like, you, you kind of you paused a little bit about it. But his run, and this may be the year where it ends, is literally like. You know, when did Kobe stop being the best player yeah. or Duncan or what, that argument, whoever right. they were, whatever that year was till now, which is over a decade. So it's nuts. I mean, that is nuts. When you think about that, maybe Kareem is the only other guy that even sort of comes close to sort of like that le- that high level and that dominance for that long of a period of time. I mean, you're looking for older records to start comparing him to to add to the legend and legacy of the now for him. Yeah, because even have to with yeah, him. even guys like because he's changed the paradigm of yeah. what we can expect from a player at age 37. And there will be a time. We all know Father Time undefeated, right? There will be a time when LeBron's play degrades to the point where he's merely the most famous basketball player alive, right? Yeah. And that can slide him down on something like this. But right now, right at this second, there's still no LeBron James other than LeBron James. I mean, I would say Kev- I would. I, I mean, uh, Kevin Durant on his best day, and I think Giannis on his best day, I think is there now, and that's because LeBron is just the defensive part is slightly weaker on that. It's closer. I mean, I don't think that I'm not going to say that you're wrong, but I think it's an argument. Um, but I will say that, like, I think the point of LeBron's career that we're in now is you actually do have to build a good team around him. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. he was so dominant, you could literally just put me, yeah, Ben, right. and Brandon. We would be, we would be playing the forwards and the guards. Booby Gibson would be there with Booby, us. Booby Gibson would be over <laughs> Delonte there. Delonte West. It didn't even fucking matter. Yeah. So I think that, that I'd be the second tallest guy on the team. That'd be he's, great. <laughs> he's just a normal top three player in the league instead of yeah. uh, holy shit, I can literally. Be the worst GM. Yep. I'm looking at you, uh, Mr. Griffin, of all time, and still <laughs> win a championship with this guy. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. My the, the big picture day for the Lakers season, by the way, and like the I, I've landed on it now. I know what it is. I know what we'll say about the season forevermore. There are, there's a million things you talk about with Russell Westbrook. It comes down to the size of his salary and the fact that they had to lose the depth to have him on. And you can't create more depth with that big of a salary blocking. Yeah. So, so that that's and that speaks to what you just said. You have to build a good team around him. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be tons of great players, but it can't be one Russell Westbrook taking the slot that could have been, uh, you know, uh, Alex Caruso and Buddy Heald and a third player. Can I can I say something? Because this is the rumor that's going around, and I just want to say something out loud because I mean, because <laughs> I know I, what you're talking about because I. I want to say this because the assumption is that this is how the conversation comes because it's always from an L.A. point of view. It's like, well, maybe we could trade for John Wall. And then, and then, <laughs> oh, I should have written it down. I should have like written it down and then showed it to Ben and then heard you say it. And then, and yeah. then somebody who actually has insider knowledge of Houston is like, why would they do that? And they go, well, they want a first-round pick, right? That's that's literally all I've heard. Yeah, and I'll so pick. and so. And then the reaction from most of the media, because they're on the coast, goes, well, that's ridiculous. I don't think any of it's ridiculous. Like, I don't think anything in this paradigm. I don't think it's ridiculous for them, the Lakers, to want to get rid of Russell Westbrook. 
I don't think it's ridiculous for the Rockets to go, why would we do that? We can just hit this dude and who gives a shit? Yep. And you got to give us something. And I don't think it's ridiculous for the Lakers to come back and go, well, we don't really want to do that. I think all those things are normal things, you know? And I don't think it's ridiculous for Russell Westbrook to go, I don't want to go to the Rockets and be bought out. No, just pay me the goddamn money. Yep. So all those parties, I think they should all ask. It's not ridiculous for the mask. It's not ridiculous. I will say this, though. If John Wall was on the Lakers... I would be afraid. I would be afraid of the Lakers. Has John Wall played this year? No. Have, have I seen so John this Wall is the play argument. You're giving the media argument. Yeah, no, you know, I just think it's bad for both sides. I, I just think it's I watched, just, I I watched do it. every Houston Rocket game. Uh-huh. Almost. Like 80 of the 82, unfortunately. I can't watch the Spurs games because they're blacked out, and sometimes I just don't watch them because those, both of those teams are bad. I've had enough Spurs for my life. Yeah, so I might miss those three games. Might watch one of them. John Wall last year, when he was good, was very, very good. And I'm not saying this as a Rockets fan who wants to get rid of John Wall, blah, 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 blah. I don't care. We're not going to pay him. We'll trade him in the summer for probably a first-round pick to the Clippers. Like, it's not only that, though. When he is good, he wins you games. You see him play, and you're like, holy shit. And some nights, he didn't have it. He's, he does have those issues, right? But he doesn't kill your team either. So he comes out there and he'll just pass. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a smart basketball player. You put in a guy who's not going to lose you the game. You can say the things about injuries, totally true. I would say the negative of West, Russell Westbrook, especially in a playoff situation, and the slight, the big negative of Russell Westbrook in a playoff situation, and the slightest of positives of John Wall. I'm not saying he's great. Makes the Lakers a totally different team. Yeah, that that that's where you lose me. Just because I think that you were correct earlier. Again, I'll say your point that you said earlier. You have to build a good team around LeBron. No, one player making forty million dollars. The even if I even if I believed, and I just don't know why I would. Be, I don't know. I don't know because I haven't watched him play. Even if you believed that the that the margin of difference in quality of play between Russell Westbrook and John Wall was significant. I don't think it's enough to overcome what you actually need, which is two more players for that contract slot. I you need three players where one player is currently. I, I totally agree with that. So, I so, think what, so, more so of that's why I circle back around to saying I don't really see a reason for either, for the, either team to do it. I, and that's fair. I think that probably what the right answer here is, to me, in my opinion, is I think with Russell Westbrook, unless AD turns into old AD and just click something in. Either way, that's going to be great. Either scenario, right? So yeah. we'll just we'll just push AD to the side. I think with Russell Westbrook, if I was betting my $100 in Vegas about the Lakers, I would bet embarrassment in the first or second round. Like, I would bet that some team would just literally embarrass the Lakers. And if they had John Wall, I would bet that maybe they lose a hard-fought Western Conference Finals. And that's because the West isn't very good, like in general, you know? So that isn't the championship. Now, neither one of those things is the championship. So you're right. Maybe you don't give up a first-round pick for that. But I do think that their ceiling is slightly higher. I don't think it's – I agree with you. I don't think it's championship level. But you never know with injury. You just – you literally just described the ceiling being losing in the same round but losing a little better. No, I said they could get to the conference finals. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I thought you said... No, I think they could get to the conference finals. 
and let's just say they're playing Golden State or they're playing Phoenix and they have the wrong injury, and then they get another round. I think this this combination, it's just it's a worrying combination. Oh, it's absolutely worrying. Uh, the literally the only reason to have any hope or faith in the Lakers at all is just the question mark of how good can Anthony Davis get himself up to? Yeah, um, it, it is that, that that's literally the only reason to even give a shit about this Lakers season anymore. That being said, um, you can do a lot more in an off season than you can mid season for sure, and. You know, we recently saw LeBron miss the playoffs for the first time in his career. And the Lakers traded the whole damn team and rebuilt another team on the fly and built a title contender. And, and so, I think and so, can, so yeah. you, you are going to have to lose the, the Westbrook contract because you just cannot have enough depth on the team to support a LeBron team for what LeBron needs right now. Um, but the solution is not to trade one player who makes $45 million for a player who makes $43 million. It's not going to solve anything, and giving no, up an asset sure. in the process. Yeah, it's do probably. It I, I see your. point. It's too much work for the Rockets. Like, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, they're I, not going to do it. Well, yeah, why? I, like, well, unless they get a pick. If they a get a pick, pick they'll do is, it. is worth that amount. Like, hold on to hold on to Wall. Maybe you play him a little bit next year. Maybe he's got some value. I will Maybe say, you can get yeah, more than a pick. Like, I don't see why the Rockets would do that. I will say that you're right, and the Houston pushback has sort of been like, and can God forbid the Lakers play better. How did the Rock? How did Rockets fans feel about helping the Lakers get better? Oh, gifting them another run to the finals run, oh, right? in your yeah. scenario. Like it's kind of lose lose all the way around for for the for the Rockets because because best case scenario you get the Lakers twenty twenty seven pick which is the first and only first round pick they can trade. I think it's twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. I thought it was twenty seven, but yeah. But you, yeah. Either yeah. way, like you only get a pick that literally it's a asset that cannot pay off in a meaningful way. Unless you trade it for something else sooner than that, for year. sure. So, I, like, I, so, so I, there, yeah. there's there's literally only downside to looking like like you just helped. And we haven't talked no about the third side of this: is why would Russell Westbrook want to do this? Uh, he, doesn't he, have no, he doesn't have a no trade though. He he he. he I could know, just, but he, he has to agree in principle to being bought out. Like oh 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 sure sure sure. He's yeah, in yeah, the, the same. To do it, yeah. He's just putting himself in the same bad position that John Wall is right. in right now. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, why would you want to do that? Well, I'm glad we touched on that because it is topical, and we are going to put these rec- these episodes out sooner. Uh, I think, man, this was a lot. We covered a lot. Yeah. Uh, and those are our faces. So we're probably not going to do all stars. No. But we are going to we are going to keep on watching night after night, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on googling. We're gonna keep on uh, following our socials, and we're gonna we're we're gonna track these players over the course of their careers. Yeah, yeah we're gonna see their fame grow. And I'm and, and I'm, I'm and I'm curious to see what this list looks like next year. It was fun. Yeah. Doing, fun doing it with you. Yeah. See you guys. Bye-bye.